0: so far we've been assuming that the discount rate isn't is it it's the same thing no matter how long uh, of a period we're talking about but we know if you go to the bank and you say hey bank i want to essentially uh, invest in a 1 year cd they'll say okay 1 year cd will give you 2% and they're like well what if we give you the money for Two years, so you can keep our money locked it in for even longer. They'll say, "Oh, then we'll give you a little bit more interest because you know we can do we, we have more flexibility for two years. We don't have to worry about paying you. So instead of giving you two percent, I don't know, we'll give you seven percent uh, because we get to keep your money for two years. And maybe if you say, "Well, you know, I actually don't even need my money for ten years," so let me give you the money for ten years. They'll say, "Oh, ten years. If we get to keep your money, we'll give you twelve percent." So in general, and this tends to be the case, although it's not always the case, that the longer that you you defer your money or the the longer you lock up the money the higher an interest rate you get so the same thing is true when you're when you're doing a discount rate oftentimes you want to discount a a payment 2 years out by a higher value than something that's only 1 year out so how do you do that so let's say the risk free rate so if you were to go out and get a government bond if you were to get a government bond the 1 year rate the 1 year rate let's say that they're only giving you one percent, but let's say that the two-year rate, the two-year rate, they'll give you, I don't know, they'll give you five percent. So what does that mean? Well, let's take the example. So that means you could take that hundred dollars, you could take that hundred dollars, and essentially lend it to the federal government, and in a year they'll give you one percent on it. So that these are annual rates. So one percent, one point zero one times hundred, that's just hundred and one dollars, right? Fair enough. Now your other option is you could lock it in, you could lend it to the federal government for two years, not see your money, and they say, oh, then we're going to give you 5% a year. So then you're going to go 5% a year. So how much do you end up with in two years? Well, remember, this is an annual rate. These are always quoted in annual rates. So if you're getting 5% a year, that's going to be equal to, let's do it on the calculator, that's going to be 100. After one year, you're going to get 1.05. And then after two years you're gonna get one point oh five. Or you could view that as hundred times one point oh five squared. So you'd have one hundred and ten dollars and twenty-five cents. You'd have one hundred and ten and twenty-five cents. So you already see, not even doing any present value. This is actually, you can almost do this as a future value calculation. If you take a future value, you already know that this option is better than this option when you have, a, when you have a, a kind of these varying interest rates. But anyway, the whole topic of this is to talk about present value, so let's do that. So in this circumstance, what is the present value of the $110? The present, well, actually, what is the present value of the $100? Well, we always know that. That's easy. That is $100. A present value of $100 today is $100. What is the present value of the 110? So we take 110, and we're going to use the two-year rate and discount twice, right? And that makes sense, because essentially, you're deferring your money for two years. You're not going to get anything even a year from now. So you're deferring your money for two years, so you divide it by 1, so it's a 5% rate, 1.05 squared, and then that is equal to, I think that was our first problem, right? So I'll just do it again, 110 divided by 1.05 squared. That is equal to $99.77. Right, that was our first problem. And now this one is interesting, right? The $20 you get today. And this is, this is a side note. It's very important when you're doing this. You know, When they talk about year one or year zero, just make sure, is that today? Is that a year from now? Because if it's a year from now, you'd have to discount it right, by the one-year interest rate. If it's today, you don't discount it. So anyway, I, I clarified that. I was a little ambiguous about that in the last few videos. But I clarified it. The $20 is now. So the present value of something given you today is the value of it. So it's $20 plus $50. Now $50, what do we use? Do we use the one-year rate or the two-year rate? Well, of course, we use the one-year rate, right? Because you're you are you're not deferring the pleasure of that $50 for two years, you're actually getting it in one year. So plus $50 divided by one point, the one-year rate, divided by 1.01, plus $35 divided by the two-year rate, but this is an annual rate, so you have to discount it twice, divided by 1.05 squared and let's get the ti eighty five out. Let's see you get twenty plus fifty divided by one point zero one plus thirty five divided by one point zero five squared is equal to a hundred one dollars and twenty five cents. one hundred and one. Dollars and twenty-five cents. So notice these—the the actual payment streams—I did not change in any of the three scenarios. And let me just draw a line between them because it got a little bit messy. So that was scenario one. This is scenario two, and this is scenario three. But in scenario one, because of the—we used a five percent discount rate for all. Um, you could say I don't want to get use fancy words, but for all durations out, we used a five percent discount rate. We saw that choice number one was the best, but then if the discount rate were to change, if we were to change our assumption, if we had a two percent rate, if for whatever reason we could lend money to the federal government in in the form of buying bonds from them, we could lend the federal government two years over any time period at two percent, or, or any time period at two percent. Then all of a sudden, choice two became the best option, and then finally if we had this kind of and this is the most realistic scenario and even though the math is fairly simple we're actually doing fairly something fairly sophisticated here when i had a different when i had a different discount rate for my 1 year out cash flows and my 2 year out cash flows and and it was these exact numbers i had to play with the numbers to get the right result then all of a sudden choice 3 choice 3 was the was the best option and so and and i'll i'll leave it to you i want you to think about why this was better for choice 3 than it was for choice 2. And, and if you really understand that, then you, I think, are starting to have a lot of intuition about present values, and frankly, what we're learning here is a discounted cash flow. Right? What is a discounted cash flow? I'm giving you, I'm telling you, I'm giving you a stream of cash flows, twenty dollars now, fifty dollars a year from now, thirty-five dollars in two years, and you are essentially discounting them back to get today's present value. So when someone says, Oh, you know, I can use Excel to do a discounted cash flow, that's all they're doing. They're making some assumption about the discount rates. And they're just using this fairly, you know, straightforward mathematics to get the present value of those future cash flows. But it's it's a very powerful technique because if you were to take if you get Excel and you were to say, oh, I have a business and based on my assumptions, in year one, right now this business gives me twenty dollars. The next year it's going to get fifty dollars. The year after that is thirty-five dollars. And you know, this risk-free is a big assumption. But if it was risk-free, you could discount it like that and you say, oh, this business is worth. You know, if these are the interest rates, this business is worth one hundred and one dollars and twenty-five cents. You know, that's what I'm willing to pay for or I'm neutral. If I could get it for ninety dollars, that's a good deal for me. That's all a discounted cash flow is. But the the big learning from this is how dependent the present value of of a a future of future payments are on the, your discount rate assumption. The discount rate assumption is everything in finance, and and this is. This is where finance really diverges from a lot of other fields, especially in the sciences. There really is no correct answer. It's all assumption driven. It, all of these discounted cash flows and all of these models, they're really just to help you understand the dynamics of things. And frankly, and this happens a lot in the real world of finance, if you ever become a an analyst in the investment at an investment bank you, you'll probably do this yourself, but you can almost justify. Any present value by picking the right, right discount rate, and and actually the whole topic of how do you decide on the right discount rate? Because we assumed risk-free, right? Everything is risk-free. You're guaranteed these payments, but we know in the real world, if you're investing in if you're investing in Pets.com and they tell you that they're going to pay these cash flows to you, that's not risk-free. There's some risk implicit in that. So. Actually, most of finance and most of of well, yeah, and portfolio theory and, and modern finance is based on figuring out that discount rate, and it's it, and that is the crux of everything because as we see, that that completely changes which of these options is the best. But anyway, I don't want to confuse you too much. What you have already is a very powerful tool that if you can think of a discount rate, you can make a very rational comparison between three or you know or. Ten or whatever different uh, types of payments, and this is actually really useful. You don't realize how many how many things in the world are like this, right? You could you know these these college. Um, these you know, college payment schemes where you pay some company you know, $25 a year for 20 years, and then in, in year 21, they're willing to pay for your college tuition or your kid's college tuition. That's a, you could figure out what that really is worth. How much money are they making off of you by taking a discounted cash flow? And of course, if you're paying out, these become negative numbers. And when they pay you, it becomes a positive number. Anyway, maybe I'll do that in a couple of videos, because I think that's a, it's a fairly useful thing to be able to analyze. See you in the next video.